Today we hear many times through the readings about the sheep and the shepherds. And all of us are shepherds with those who are entrusted with our lives. Whether we're the boss man, whether we're the teacher, whoever that we deal with. But the goal of the shepherd for all of us is to lead the sheep to eternal life. We also have to bear in mind that all of us are sheep and that the Lord is our shepherd. And that's why we gather this Sunday morning because he wants to feed us not only with his body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, but would nourish us with his word. That's why we always have to pray that our hearts are open to listening to the good shepherd. Because the shepherd wants to protect his sheep. And that's why we need to be in close proximity, nearby where the shepherd is, here in the church 24-7. Because the shepherd we hear today likes to seek out those who are sick, sick in the sinners, to restore them to peace, to restore them to life. In fact, we hear elsewhere in the gospel, he wants to lead. As he leaves at 99, going to look for the one who has left. Sometimes that one might be each one of us. And that's why I think the reflection question we have to bring to this Eucharist today is, are you living your life as though you don't have a shepherd? Are we living our day-to-day -day as if we are in charge, as if we control our destiny? Because that's not at all the desire of the Good Shepherd in Jesus. Because Jesus today looks at you with compassion and pity as he did the crowds in today's Gospel. Today, he invites you on this Sabbath day to enter into the rest so you are prepared to face the week with him guiding, directing, leading you to eternal life. Do we make time for rest in our own lives? I'm reminded of a story from a few years ago. At my former parish, visiting the classrooms at the Catholic school, and obviously teaching on Psalm 23, which we just heard so beautifully sung. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. And I was reminding the children that many times we are like sheep. We need to be fed, we need to be cared for, we need to be loved, and we need to be protected. And we must respond to the shepherd out of obedience and reverence and respect because that's what he desires from his sheep. So that day, I asked the children, I said, if you are the sheep, who is the shepherd? And obviously, there was a long pause with a lot of silence. And I was going to say, I was thinking they're going to say the priest is the shepherd. So I asked the question one more time, if you are the sheep, who is the shepherd? And little Abby raises her hand and she says, Jesus. Jesus is the good shepherd. So then I asked, well then, who am I? 
And again, there was a long pause, and little Johnny says, Well, you must be the sheepdog. <laughs> Only out of the mouths of the innocent come the beautiful words. Yeah, the sheepdog wants to push all the sheep to the shepherd. How beautiful that imagery is. But God fulfills a prophecy in today's gospel of the first reading from Jeremiah. Jeremiah is talking to the kings, the government leaders, the shepherds of the people. And he's telling them how corrupt they are because they are self-serving. They're seeking their own interests. It's only about them. And what does Jeremiah say that bad leaders cause the sheep to scatter? Bad leaders cause the sheep to scatter. And God sees his flock fragmenting. And God has no desire to see that. And Jeremiah says, woe to you shepherds. Woe is never a good word in scripture. It means stop, rethink, recalculate like GPS would do with us. Woe to shepherds who mislead and scatter my flock. Yes, the sheep scatter. Why? The result of bad shepherding. But God has a promise today of hope. He will regather the sheep. Some lose hope today because of coronavirus. Some lose hope today because of leaders in the church who have been bad shepherds. This scattering moment is a result of bad leadership, the bad shepherds. And it's happened over and over again throughout the Old Testament, throughout church history, where people have scattered, but God has brought together. And God has intervened and united his flock. The hope is not in the shepherd. The hope is in God. Because it is God who will regather. It is God who steps in. And that's why Jeremiah reminds us today when he says, The Lord is speaking, I will take care to punish their evil deeds. That's for all of us who are shepherds. I will take care to punish their evil deeds. The bad shepherds who get away with it now are reminded of a judgment where they will stand before God. That's why Jeremiah continues, I myself will gather them. I will send a righteous branch from the line of David. And who is this righteous branch he is talking about? None other than Jesus, our Lord. He will send a Messiah. So what can we take away from these readings? Point number one, we do not put our hope in the shepherds. We need to put our hope in God. Because God is the ultimate shepherd of us all. Whether you own a business, whether you've got employees under you, or students, whoever's under your parents who have children, God is our ultimate shepherd, and we're called to follow his example. That's why we put our hope in God, not in people. People will let us down. God never does. The second takeaway we can take from this weekend is all of us are invited to come away and rest. 
And I'd like to ask the question today in your heart, how many of you are slaves to work? That's what you think about all week long. Well, I suppose I could say with Andrew and I, how many of us are slaves to ministry? And you know, I think all of us at one time or another might say we are guilty. Or we might have some leaders who say, do as I say, not as I do. And that's never good either from the Good Shepherd. But Sunday is a day of rest. Sunday is the Sabbath. And it should look different from the other six days in the week. You know, growing up in the 70s and 80s, there was no work on Sunday. In fact, restaurants were not open. Maybe one gas station was open. None of the businesses were open. And if you did something on Sunday, I remember parents and grandparents asking the priest, is it okay? And the priest would give the advice. But nowadays, it seems everybody is working. A few weeks ago, I drove up to Mom's, and I couldn't help but think about 17 tractors in the field, cutting hay, or raking hay, or baling hay, and one was cultivating. 17 tractors in two hours drive. And I believe work has become like a God for many people. And that's why we are called to rest. Why? Studies tell us that many Americans are sleep deprived. And I'm reminded of my childhood. We get up, we go to morning mass, the earliest one yeah, I could find. We'd go home, we'd eat breakfast, and all of us would lay down to take a nap. And we would not set an alarm. And sometimes it was three, four, five hours. But I was reminded of being rested until at least Thursday. Simply because we entered into the rest. We slowed down our lives. And that's why you and I are called not to glorify busyness and activity. We don't need to feed that because our children are growing up with PhDs in busyness. Just ask parents who have kids in junior high and high school, they're running here, they're running there. One parent this week said, Father, Friday night we're in Mandan, Saturday and we're in West Fargo, Sunday we're here doing this, and it's like, well, your weekend is going to be gone. And that's why I love to teach students with acronyms. And the acronym for busy, B-U-S-Y, is being under Satan's yoke. Why? Because if Satan wants it that way, that way you have no time for God. You have no time to sit and listen to the Good Shepherd. You have no time for family or friends. And that's why today I'd like to conclude with a little story between a little girl and her mommy. And the little girl says, Mommy, please play with me. And mommy says, I can't. And the little girl says, why can't you, Mommy? And Mommy responds, I don't have time. And the little girl asks Mommy, Mommy, why don't you have time? And Mommy responds, I have to work and make money. And the little girl responds to Mommy, but Mommy, 
Why do you have to work and make money? And mommy responds, well, I have to feed you. And the little girl pauses and pauses and all of a sudden says, but mommy, I'm not hungry. But mommy, I am not hungry. What is she hungry for? She's hungry for love and affection and attention because she is starving. And that's why parents, grandparents, waste time with your children and grandchildren. That's what the Sabbath is about. Entering into the rest. You will never regret it. In fact, Jesus tells us today that time and rest are important for those who labor for Him. What will you do to make today different than the next six days this week? Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen.